Hello, welcome back to Change in Exchange for a Better You. I'm your host, Justin. And what I want to talk about is, well, how do I begin? A lot of times in life, we tend to take time for granted. We tend to think that there will be a tomorrow when sometimes we're very wrong. Eventually, one day, we'll all get to that point where there won't be another tomorrow. What does that really mean? I mean, like looking at death for what it is. I mean, just the very nature of it just seems so very unnatural. Just the very nature of it seems like it's just wrong to exist in a way. I am a Christian. I do understand that with everything, including death, there's a purpose. And the more wisdom and understanding that God gives me, the more I can comprehend that a lot of the purposes for everything, including death, are far, far beyond my comprehension and my understanding. And it's really not my job to understand everything. Now, I'm talking about this because You know, I'm here at the gravesite of my mom and my brother. You know, my mom is uh, in front of my brother. You know, and uh, it's kind of painful still, even though for my brother it's been seven years and for my mom it's been five. But it's still kind of painful to come here and set before them in this state. There's always new experiences that happen. There's always instances where you will find yourself wanting to talk to them about something that's going on in your life or reminisce about past conversations and times that you guys had together. And, you know, it's enough to make some folks go crazy realizing and understanding that this is it there is no more um, going to their houses there is no more spending time with them laughing or even even being mad at them for something you know and it's enough that It makes some people go crazy, man. It makes people snap. It makes people get angry. But I think if we dig a little deeper, we can find an understanding that will allow us to see far beyond just the understanding of like, man, well, there's no changing this, so I must just accept what it is. 
or the understanding that, hey, this is just a part of life. Like, if we go into, like, a deeper understanding, man, we'll understand that, hey, listen, man, to some degree, it's also to reflect a mirror upon yourself and to motivate you to do more, to be more, to feel more within each day, to be a blessing to other people, to do what you can all that you can, all that you can, with all your might. And uh, because also of my Christian nature and background, man, I do believe that it's to serve the Lord with gladness and the people that he's allowed in your life for a time with gladness, understanding in the forefront of your mind, not in the back of your mind, not in your subconscious, that one day it'll all be over and there's no more time with that person. You know what I mean? To get from a place of sadness to gladness because not only do you accept what the time, you know, you had with them, um, except that the time that you had with them is over, but that you were blessed to be able to have that person in your life to experience them. All the things that make them them. And that's a joyous thing, you know, to entertain in your mind. When you think of everything at the end of the day, how awesome is it To have a God that plays such beautiful jewels in your life. To get so many things out of it, not just life lessons, not just, you know, a greater depth of wisdom, but just to just purely enjoy them. Just to purely just sit and relax and just take it all in. Everything that made that person them is special. But when your time comes, when our time comes, there'll be people that'll be saying the same thing about us. They'll be coming to our graves. And they'll be <clears throat> sad the way we were sad. Excuse me. There'll be people that will mourn our loss or their loss of us in their lives for a long time. And they'll be forever changed the same way we were. All of us must go to the grave at some point in some time. What's the biggest lesson that you can learn from that special person being in your life? Apply it. Whatever that biggest lesson is for you, apply it to your life. And do it today. The Bible clearly states that tomorrow is not promised. And we're seeing that truth being played out day after day after day.
Let's honor their memory with a good lived life filled with good decision making that will bring forth a maturity, but also an inheritance for, you know, the descendants that come after us. Let's do our part, man, to change the world to be better. You know what I mean? Like, coming to their graves is normally accepted as a sad thing. But I do believe that the more that we understand, the, the more that we reflect and look within, it can be a joyous thing. Especially when they live the life well lived. Especially when you got an important message that maybe you weren't getting at the time. Now it's our turn. It's our time. We got to get up. We got to move forward. We have to have the understanding that now we're the elders. Now we're coming into our own. Now we're showing those that come after us how they could live. Now we're going to have to show those that come after us how important it is to take each day as it comes and the best of your ability with all of your capacity. We're going to have good days and bad days. And I actually want to amend that statement that I, I said previously. With, with all of our capacity, let's attack each day, but also be aware that it's okay to relax, to chill, to stop for a moment. Because that's also a part of life, too. All of the responsibility is not ours alone. It's a shared thing. For those of us that have big families, such as I do, where you might have 30-something first cousins or something like that, you know, like I came from a big family, you know, um, there were 12 aunts and uncles that were raised in the house. But my grandfather told me of two before he met my mom. I mean, my, um, my grandmother. So that's 15 aunts and uncles. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's 15. What am I thinking about? It was 12 at home. You know, and um, it's a, uh, I say 15 because uh, there's another one that's that's supposed to be like a, a maybe, a possibility. Well, actually, there, there, there may be a possibility of five more. My granddaddy was slinging it. Boy, I tell you, man, he was slinging it like free tickets to a great, to one of the greatest games in the world. I'm trying to tell you. Um, but all in all, man, like. Instead of it being a sad thing, like, what's a good thing? 
Is everything about our loved one's death bad? What's something good that can come of it? What's something that we learn? Or what's something that we can take away from it? You know what I mean? Like, we all get sad, you know, and um, it's nothing wrong with being sad. It's actually, you know, healthy to engage those emotions. It just begins to be unhealthy when you get stuck in it. You have to learn how to, you know, excuse me, process and properly move on. And the only way that you'll properly be able to move on is if you have the correct understanding. What's the correct understanding? You know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to stop and grieve. It's okay to take your time. But continue to move when you're ready to move. And sometimes, you know, you have to make yourself ready. That's okay. But talk to people. Or if you're frightened to talk to people that are, you know, in your family, man, go to a counselor, you know, a therapist or something like that. Talk to them. Talk to your pastor. Talk to somebody. Hell, talk to yourself. You know what I mean? Make a recording of it. That's very therapeutic because you actually get to hear yourself at that time, man. Sit on it. Wait a day or so. Wait till you're feeling better about yourself. Come back to it. Then you can either hear how crazy you sound or something that touched your heart that maybe you forgot. You know, any number of things that could happen, man. It's very therapeutic, man. That's how you can properly see yourself. You know what I mean? Do a video, man, where you're actually looking at yourself, you know, and um, talking, man, so that you can catch that raw emotion and what you actually look like. That way you'll be able to see yourself objectively and see how others are viewing you when you're in that state of mind. And it'll help you. It'll help you. But I have to put that in there, man, because of my faith, how awesome God is, man. Some of our greatest understanding come from loss, whether it be loss of a relationship, loss of a loved one, you know, loss of a friend. You know what I mean? Sometimes even loss of an enemy, if you believe that or not. You can hate a person for so long, man. Y'all can be rivals, man. You know, maybe not to the point where you're fighting all the time, but maybe sometimes you fought, especially when you were younger. You found out that he died, and you would expect yourself to be happy, but then you're like, dang, yo, that's sad. Like, what? And if you're that type of person, that's because deep, deep down, man, you ask some compassion for that person, man. And it doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you strong. It makes you sane. It makes you a human, man. We're complicated creatures created by the creator. Given many emotions that we fully don't understand. 
we're dealing with things on a level that we fully don't comprehend. Death is very uncomprehendable to a lot of people, especially when it's your first time experiencing it. Say, for instance, if it's your grandparents, right? Like nobody else in your family's died before that. Maybe you had two or three cousins, you come from a small family, but your aunt and uncle, you know, they're still alive. You know, your mom and dad are still alive, you know, and you lose your grandmother or you lose your grandfather. You know, and, and for you, it's like the end of the world. But it's a road, even though it's hard, everybody has to go through. And it's okay because it's a part of life. But also, it's a part of the necessary steps that you'll need to become you. And I know that statement may be incomprehensible, you know, for some people. Not that you can't, you know, comprehend what I'm saying, but more so because you don't want to go through that scenario where you're losing somebody. Maybe you haven't lost that person yet. Everybody will, though, man, unless it's you that's going to go before them. Sometimes that happens as well. And I don't want to make this something that is a dark thing. But I'm not trying to make light of this situation either because it's very serious. So I'm trying to be careful with the words that I'm using and how I'm phrasing my sentences. When you really allow for yourself to go through all of the emotions and all of the understanding. Write down some of the things that you learn right there in the moment. Tuck it away and then come back to it later. You'll be surprised of the intelligence you really have. How sensitive you really are towards the situation that happened. And I say that because a lot of us may feel like our life won't be the same without that person and that we need them far beyond the levels that are really healthy. And really, when you look at those things that you write at that moment, you'll really understand that, yeah, you know, you did rely on that person a lot, but you have strength within yourself. That's just a matter of fact, just take that statement for what it is. You have strength within yourself. Every one of us does. We just have to get to a point where we understand that we have that strength within us. Then we'll be able to see things a lot differently, make better choices. Have a better understanding of our ability to, to be okay. And before you know it, there's going to be somebody that's going to be leaning on you like you used to lean on the person that, that you lost, man. That's just part of life, man. As you get older, man, 
But the thing of it is, is like, even though some of us had those experiences, we don't want nobody to lean on us, so we'll run away because of the fear. I don't want to lead nobody the wrong way. Just do the best you can. That's the only thing that you can do anyways. There's nobody that knows it all. We're all learning as we go. There is no... There is no... Um, like book that we can look to that well I'll say better than that because we do have the Bible and it's a there's a wealth of knowledge in that that book man that'll deal with every situation that you go through in life from breakup to to looking at a woman that you know maybe um she's with somebody but you want her you got that through David you know or you know a person that is very physically strong but emotionally weak you get that with Samson a person that in spite of having all the intelligence in the world still can do some of the dumbest things you had that with Solomon it tackles everything in life every personality in life and you can greatly gain from it it can strengthen your morals, correct your morals. It's a very, very good book to read, study, and live by. You know? But yeah, man, I mean, like, what are some good things that you have learned and experienced since the person passed away. For me, I didn't know that I was capable of handling stress on a grand scale until when my mom passed because I've always had people that were there that I can kind of lean on. And to be honest, before my mom and my brother, I experienced the death like with my grandparents, but it didn't feel as intimate as it did when my mom and my brother died. It was very disheartening. It was very hard, you know, and it was times where I would still cry. Years later, after my grandmother passed, all the way up until I becoming a grown man. You know, my grandmother passed when I was um, 11 going on 12. And... Um, You know, for the longest time, man, I, w I would still shed tears. Even now, I miss her, you know what I mean, at times. She was so nice, man. She had a very humble spirit, you know, and laughed, man, and just, you know, she took care of her family. Did she do it perfectly? No, but she did the best that she could. That's the only thing that you can really ask of a person, really, to be honest. And um, given her background and how poor she was and to, you know, raising, you know, 12 kids with your husband. You know, um, y'all been together with since y'all was young. You know, that's, that's, that's. 
That's an awesome thing, man. It's an awesome thing. You know, they had that old school type of thing, man. You know, but again, you know, with with the passing of my mom and my brother, man, that was just, man, that was just on another level, man. I felt like time stopped itself. At times I felt like I couldn't breathe. Man, it was rough. But I had to go through that to get the understanding that I have now, to get the wisdom and the intellect that I have now that only comes through going through certain things in life. And it's always, man, always the things that you don't want to happen when you get the greatest amount of wisdom, man, for a majority of the time. That's the reason why we must face them. Like I used to say all the time, and I meant it. Well, other people that, you know what I mean, lost their parents or lost their siblings, man. I really did mean it, man, and it made me sad thinking about them, you know, in that state, not having that person around. But actually going through it, man, I got a deeper level of wisdom to understand that, like, you don't have to say anything sometimes. Sometimes your presence is just good enough. Sometimes your presence is better than words. Especially when you haven't been through it yourself. And it's only the grace of God that they don't think about what you just said and get angry at you. I've said it when, you know, my mom was still here on this earth. My cousin lost his mom when we were in the 12th grade. So his thing was, man, you know, she won't see me graduate. She won't see me walk down the aisle, man, or my first kid. No, I'm sorry. He actually had his first kid by that time, you know, when we were in the 12th grade, you know, and, um, you know, she she won't see, you know, his daughter, Miracle, grow up. You know what I mean? Or, you know, like him becoming a man, working and, you know what I mean, living life as a grown man, man, with his own family. There was a lot of things that, you know, he said, and because I love my cousin, I got teary-eyed, yeah, but I didn't really understand, man. Not on a deep and intimate level. It's different. It's different when it happens to you. Yes, I meant it when I said to my cousin, Yo, man, I understand what you're going through. Or no, I said, um, I said, um, man, I, I, I can sympathize. I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but in truth, I really didn't have any idea, man. I didn't. I didn't have any idea, man. I thought, I thought I did, man, because I can picture what life would be like. But picturing and actually going through it are two two totally different things. Two totally different things, man. And I'm going to tell you, man, it's hard. It's hard. 
It's very hard. But there is also a peace, man. Like for my mom, she has COPD. For those of us that don't know what that means, man, basically she had very hard a hard she had a very hard time breathing. She lasted five years longer than what they told her. They gave her five years. She ended up lasting 10 years. And towards the end, it was a rapid decline. I mean, my mom was getting smaller and smaller. It was hell looking at her. Like that, I had to help her up and down the stairs when she was still able to walk. And then at the end, towards the end, when she wasn't able to walk, man, you know, I had to carry her, man. Had to carry her, man. But it was an honor, man. I'm happy, man. There was a purpose for the strength that God had given me. In that moment, I felt like Samson. And it was the most precious gift that I can give to another person at that time to be able to lend my strength so that they can do the things that they're used to doing on their own. I saw, I saw like a, uh, I saw a picture one time. Some guy drew, it was like four pictures, right? You know, it's, uh, it was showing like the stages of life as it pertained to child and mother, which happened to be a young boy. So the mom was carrying the baby up the steps wrapped in, you know, a blanket in her arm. Then she had him by the hand as he was a little boy. Then he was grown, walking side by side with his mom. Then, you know, he was helping her up the steps by carrying her. Then he was folding her clothes at the end with the presumption that I gotten that she had passed away. But it showed the circle of life. He who was once carried now carried the person that carried them. And it was amazing because I look at it, you know, how um, at the time when I saw that picture, my mom was still around. You see, this thing that I'm talking about is very therapeutic. You know, again, like I'm not telling you anything that I'm not doing myself, man. You know, I feel better after talking about stuff like this, man. Because I do have my times where it still bothers me. But you utilize the tools that you gain through therapy and it helps you to move on, man. It helps you to move on, man. I'm moving into another state in my life. You know, I went through a lot of hard things. And though it was stressful, I learned things about myself at some of the most hardest times in my life. And losing my mom was one of the most hardest things in my life. She died in front of me, y'all. 
She died in front of me, man. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. But it's also life, man. You know? And I'm thankful. I'm empowered, man. I'm invigorated, man, because... You know, through that, I learned that I'm, I'm I'm capable of handling a lot of stress well. Like, and looking back on my life, I have to admit another statement, y'all. I did lean on other people, but and also, and also, also, and other times, man, I did, you know, like, um, I did, you know what I'm saying, like, handle it well. You know, being broke, not having a, you know, money to pay this bill, and I got these kids, and they hungry. How will I be able to do this as a dad, and you know, like as a husband? You know what I mean? What decisions do I make? And I handle it like a G. Did I make all the right decisions? No. <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I said I did, but a lot of times I made the right decisions, man. My kids never saw the lights cut off. It was close. You know what I mean? A lot of times it was close. I remember we went on vacation, man. They cut our lights off, man. But by the time me and my kids came back with my wife, man, they were on, man. They never saw the lights turned off. They never went hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of that, you know? That's that's kind of humbling, too, man. Like, you're on vacation. We in vacation, man. Look, we in Florida. And so, like, I tell my wife, man, because my neighbor called and was like, yo, man, your lights off, man, because he was house-sitting for it, so... You know, he would go over there, man, he'll check it out or whatever like that, you know, and um, I was like, huh? And, you know, my wife was like, well, you know, hey, you going to have to fix that. And she went right on back to sleep, man. And I'm like, what? What? I was like, man, I can't let these kids come back home and the lights ain't on, man. You know what I'm saying? And like that, that I was stressed out, man. But then, you know, but I did what I had to do as a man, man. And I got it back on. Got it back on, man. You know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes it takes stuff, man, to really shake you out of that delusion that you can't, man. You can't handle stuff. Well, really, you can, man. At the end of the day, as long as you're alive, man, you got no choice. You'll be made to handle it or made to keep going through it until it's time for you to go and meet the maker, the Lord our God. So with that being said, man, like, look, man, there's a greatness that is on the inside of you if you made it this far. I know it was a lot of sad points, you know what I'm saying? But hopefully you got the gist of what I'm saying. If you can see the greatness within you, right, that God has put inside you, everybody has the capacity to do some great things on this earth. But sadly, a lot of us won't live up to our potential. Then you have those that will exceed their own potential. But don't be jealous of that. Don't be envious of that. Know that you can do the same. Don't compare yourself to another person. Do the best you can and run the race that only you can run. And you'll be fine. 
It'll take a lot of stress off of you because you're not comparing yourself to another person over there. Live your life for you. That's the only thing that you can do anyways in that regard. Overall, I would say live your life for the Lord. But man to man, yeah, man, live your own life, man. You can't live their life anyways. What's for them is for them and what's for you is for you. Your potential isn't their potential. Let their potential be their potential and your potential to be your potential. It'll keep it that much easier and less stressful for you when you are looking at your own life. All right. So listen, man, you guys have a good day, man. You be blessed. And uh, peace, man. Let's change in exchange for a better us. Peace.